This is Neijing Now, prioritizing well-being. Neijing is the vitality that shields us from disease. Neijing Now, demystifying medicine, cultivating resilience, empowering host resistance, prioritizing primary prevention. I'm Dr. Jayshree Chander. I welcome you to another short clip exploring Neijing Now. Jake. It's really great to be talking to you on the beach in Goa, and it's been wonderful playing music and dance with you, and uh, welcome to Neijing Now. Thank you. So you've been living in Mumbai for a while now. Yeah, close to six years now, yeah. You're from Vermont. Originally from Vermont. I lived in Toronto, Montreal, Los Angeles, and a few places in between. And how'd you end up staying in Mumbai for a while? I first came with a grant to study Indian classical music. Congratulations. Thank you. And then uh, the grant got over, but I found myself working, basically, uh, doing studio work there. Great. Like in Bollywood? Yeah. Bollywood, uh, advertisement stuff, on live TV, all that media industry stuff. Cool. Good. Good for you. Do you enjoy it? I've been having fun with it. Yeah, it's been cool. Nice. So how do you like Bombay? <laughs> it's a really crazy city. I do love it. It has something addictive about it. In India, it's probably one of the most or maybe the most cosmopolitan city. It's As a foreign person, I think it may be the easiest city to adapt to just because everybody there comes from somewhere else. While India is a place... I think as a, a white foreigner, I probably will never truly be able to assimilate. Bombay is probably the one place where I can come the closest to doing that. Well, welcome. Welcome to India. <laughs> Thank you. What's addictive about Mumbai? The hustle bustle stuff can be really fun. You know, riding a, riding a packed train with the doors open, uh, street food, you know, bumpy rickshaw rides. It's also exhausting, but there's always something to look at. There's always something going on, always, all times of night, day, whenever. You can get anything if you know how to get it. Services, stuff, whatever you can think of, it's there. Whatever you need, Mumbai's got it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like an international city that way, and one that doesn't sleep. So, you know, most people get things delivered home. You don't need to go out. You can just call for whatever, whatever it is that you want. Not sure if that's good or bad. It's not good or bad. It just is. It just is. I guess uh, you know you could wind up being complete shut in, which wouldn't be great. But uh, you know, certain things are really nice. I, like I get coconut water delivered to my door every morning, and you know, from a fresh coconut. From fresh coconut, yeah, he'll cut it open for me. It's it's awesome. Nice. What about getting around Bombay? I mean, I, my experience of Bombay is that it's terrible traffic. Um, the traffic can be very crazy. They've been working on the infrastructure. Some places have improved with flyovers and highways that have gotten a little better. Um, there's the Sea Link now, so getting to South Bombay is a little easier than it was some years back. I use the train if I'm going distance, usually. If I don't have my instrument, if I'm traveling with my cello, then I have used the train in the past, and... It makes a great shield. You can use the cello for like pushing people out of the way, which is fantastic. But it's a little hectic for for traveling with an instrument. But the train's the fastest way to get pretty much anywhere. 
you've been bicycling around town too. Uh, well, that's locally in my neighborhood. Um, I live in one of the neighborhoods where you, you really don't have to go out for any. I mean, pretty much everything is there. It means I can live a local neighborhood life there, which I might not be able to if I was somewhere else. And I cycle around, yeah, which has been. It's fun. It's really freeing. I mean, I I don't know. Some people might not be able to handle the traffic, but I love it. And it, there's something very nice about not being dependent on anybody. I can go wherever I want, however I want. It's faster than cars a lot of the time because the traffic, or as fast, and doesn't cost me anything. Awesome. Yeah, I had an idea that when I came to India, I would get a bicycle and and be riding around town in Pune. But uh, the traffic, uh, I I'm like, I want to get out of here alive too. Yeah. Well, I should mention that I used to be a bicycle courier, so I do have some experience with um with hectic traffic. And that urban in and out. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's about being <laughs> kind of as aggressive as possible. <laughs> you have to really own your space because um, the law of the road in India is the bigger thing wins pretty much and if you push yourself into a space you need to be able to occupy it so even though i'm small on my bike it's just kind of like keeping in the road not getting to the side actually which is what you would think would be the smart thing to do right i mean i would think you know get uh, out of the traffic dangerous that's like the most dangerous thing is to get over Okay, you have to explain that. That doesn't make any sense. Because, okay, if the traffic's coming along and you're on the left and then you see, like, there's, like, a bigger car coming through, you could keep where you are and they might still be able to get around you or you could push to your left and, and nicely allow them to pass. Definitely don't nicely allow them to pass because if you get to your left, you'll have much less space and they will take as much of the space that you give as possible. So then you'll be squeezed into this narrow gap as they pass you, which is actually the place that's really dangerous. They can they could nick you, you could lose your balance and run into a parked car. So it's much better to just stay on the road and make them deal with your space. That's actually how you stay safe. So kind of get in the occupy the middle of the road or as much of the road as you can and let them go around you. Yeah, 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 basically. Which is what everybody else is doing. Nobody gives way. <laughs> like that's the law you know do not give way don't give up space oh isn't that interesting so have you been totally safe on the road then? i've had some tumbles but they were all my own fault and had nothing to do with being hit or anything like that nothing to do with traffic nothing to do with traffic you wear a helmet lights bicycle lights any safety gear reflective stuff no you ride at night occasionally yeah yeah i do what about the pollution? How do you how do you feel about breathing and all that exhaust? Yeah, it's bad. I live in Bandra, which is next to the ocean, so it's less bad. Um, the the ocean air clears it out. The pollution's pretty bad. I don't know what to say about that, really. Like okay, so when I first got to Pune, I was I gave up on the bicycle idea, and so I was taking auto rickshaws the noise pollution and the air pollution and you're like just right there breathing those exhaust fumes so then i discovered the apps for calling cabs it's the best yeah 
And so, yeah, so I started using cabs and then I feel like really protected from the air pollution. I feel protected from the noise pollution. I'm, of course, contributing to air pollution uh, and noise pollution. <laughs> but because, you know, I would much prefer to be on my bicycle. But I do feel that sort of protection. Whereas on a bicycle, you're like really like it's m even more than an auto. You're right there breathing the exhaust. Yeah, that's true. And I should probably wear a mask. I guess sometimes when it's gotten really bad, I'll wear a handkerchief over my nose or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty polluted, what to say. This is also why I'm considering relocating home base back to North America. It's just in the long term. The uh, quality of life issues may outweigh the benefits of being here. Being in the middle of stardom. Yeah. Well, in the last uh, month and a half or so, I've started riding my Razor scooter. It's one of those fold-out, it's like a skateboard with a handle. Kids ride those, right? Yeah, well, I'm just a big kid. <laughs> cool. How does that work? It works great. I'm realizing that it's probably on par with riding a bicycle, except that you really wouldn't use it for as long distances as you might a bicycle. But definitely around my neighborhood, I've been using it. I love how, A, it's faster than walking. B, I love just like coasting and riding and it's just fun to like feel the air swishing past you but see i also really enjoy the responses people give me they're like yeah you know the women are all delighted and you know feeling all cheerful about it the men get all flirty and like hey, you know you're not riding it in india you're talking about no i'm right i'm riding it in Pune. Okay. yeah 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 the roads, the roads are flat enough for you to to manage it I mean, there's like bumps and things and stuff, but, uh, you know, I've kind of, I know my neighborhood enough to know, you know, where the potholes are and where the, you know, and I've, I've strapped bike lights on to the Razor scooter so that I, if I'm at night, at least people can see me. I'm sure that's a surprise for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I also look like a foreigner and then I sort of dress a little funky too. You know, I got my big hat on and sometimes I'm wearing a skirt and the skirt is flying. <laughs> it's like a scene. I, I really want somebody to like videotape it. <laughs> I mean, definitely anybody riding a human-powered vehicle who's not poor in India is going to get a lot of attention, and especially women. It is really a status thing. I think it's a status thing all over the world, but particularly in India. Yeah, I'd say less so in the Western world. There's a biking culture that's not associated with being poor, or maybe the opposite, no? Well, I mean, I think there is a certain thing, like if you're an executive or a lawyer, you're, there's a certain dress code at work. And so then if you're on your bicycle and you have to change at work and, and, and like you can't just go as is uh, all right off your bike and that turns it into a hassle. So there's a certain status element, I think, in there. Yeah, maybe so. I feel like Britain has more of a biking culture for that, though, that people actually bike to work. All of Europe. Yeah. But in North America, definitely, we're still a little bit more attached to cars and the status of car. Having said that about the status element in India, I have seen in Pune a lot of like really fancy bikes uh, with people in bike gear, bike wear, you know, the tight Lycra stuff and uh, the fancy helmets. And they're definitely, they're not riding their bikes because they have to. They're riding their bikes because they're committed to bicycling. Right. There's a small minority of these people all over India, like uh, sports type bikers or whatever. So, I mean, I think that's a big change in the culture, actually. And uh, so there's some hope that bicycling may take on a certain status element and people may, you know, get more into it. 
Potentially, you know, if the government keeps supporting some of the policies they've been pushing. I mean, recently the thing in Delhi with they're only allowing even number license plates to drive on certain days and odd numbers on other days. Oh, nice. That's so, good. Yeah, and it's working. They've already, like, seen a, an improvement in their air pollution. It's the most polluted city on Earth right now, I think. Maybe if there's more restrictions about driving or owning cars around, people would shift to bikes. Actually, it's a great place for biking. If there were not so many cars, it would be absolutely per It's flat. The roads are good enough, you know, and... Well, you've got Polly Hill in Bandra. That's nice to bike up and down. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little bit of a. If you want some extra exercise, getting up there. Yeah. So, what about the responses you get? Because you probably stick out a little bit on a bicycle. Yeah, you know, I guess everything from like people shouting at me from rickshaws, whatever. What are they shouting? I don't know. It's just loud, and they're running past whatever. I mean, most of my friends are probably a little bit more of a middle-class, upper-class educated background and dealing with their surprise because, of course, none of them ride cycle and they are, do, a lot of them have this kind of like a class stigma about doing it. So there's always that shock. Amusement, especially more sort of just regular folks on the street usually are amused to see a Agora, you know, riding around on a bicycle. I think it's good. I think you're uh, offering an alternative uh, reality. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm not really like in it for any political reason, but cool, man. If somebody gets inspired, and a couple of people have been like, yeah, man, I should really ride a cycle, you know. I'm like, yeah, why not? It's not as dangerous as it would seem, actually, because you know, all the traffic's going very slow. If you own your space and you're vocal, if a car is getting too close, I'll slap it. So they wake up. Yeah, I mean, in India, there's sort of a practiced obliviousness that goes on. Like It's like they sort of see you, but they're choosing to be oblivious. That's how people get run over and stuff. It's like, it's not that somebody doesn't see you. It's just a sort of tunnel vision that people use for coping with crowds and too much chaos, right? Blinded. For the sensory overstimulation. You know, if you get in people's face a little bit, then, then you're safe. You know, they have to recognize your presence and not run you over. I've been feeling pretty safe on my Razor scooter, actually. It's, I, I was actually surprised. I mean, I'm going in on the roads with the traffic sometimes. You're on the road, yeah. And on the sidewalk, both. Probably. Yeah, it depends on the sidewalk, right? Yeah. No, it should be okay. I, people adjust a lot here. I mean, that's the thing. That's the, mon that's the mantra in India. You just have to adjust. Yeah, adjust karenge. That's the deal. Yeah. That is the deal. Do you guys have critical mass in Bombay? No, but there have been initiatives to shut down streets for walking, more more for walking than biking. There's not that bike culture like in the West. Is there in Pune? Yeah, actually, we have some bike lanes in Pune, and we have uh, what I would call a kind of a critical mass ride. It's, it happens on Sunday mornings uh, where maybe 25 or 30 people, 50 people get together on their bicycles at a certain location on Sunday morning and they just ride around town. And it's people who are associated with the Save Pune Traffic Movement or the Safe Pune Traffic Movement. Um, they're advocating for people to really follow road traffic rules and to get on their bicycles or get out of fossil fuel transportation. Wow. Are they having success? Yeah, I mean, they meet, they go every Sunday and they, you know, shout out slogans and, you know, ride your bike to work, ride your bike to school, ride your bike to the market, ride your bike, you know. I mean, it would really 
be an incredible boon to this country if everybody did that. It would it would change the place completely. The air is terrible. There's too many people for everybody to have a car. No, no, it's totally impossible. And also people are really, uh, at least the middle class and upper class, are starting to get all the diseases of the West, you know, the diabetes, the obesity, the hypertension, the heart disease, all of that is coming in. The car is in part to blame. Yeah, yeah, it's lazy. That's the deal. Other things need to happen, like the air quality improve and public transportation get better as well. But, you know, maybe gradually in our lifetimes we'll see a shift. Well, I mean, public transportation isn't terrible because you can actually get around without a car. It might take you a little longer. It's definitely affordable. Things like the metro system, I think, really, really help. The hard part has to do more with class than anything else. You mean the status of it? It's the status and then also what it actually buys to have a private car. It's not just status. It's also space, which is at a premium in this country. You know, you don't have to touch anybody or have anybody touch you or look at you or... Grab you or pinch you or rape you. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you're a woman, there's probably more sort of urgent actual need for that kind of protection. Anything else you'd like to say about bicycling around town or your life in Bombay? Yeah, I don't know. For anybody who's listening, come try it for yourself. (laughs) Come to Bombay, check it out, get on a bike. (laughs) Great. That sounds great. Thank you, Jake. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure. Pleasure's mine. That was Jake Charkey, celloist from Mumbai, India, in Goa. I'm Dr. Jayshree Chandar, creator of Naging Now, a podcast about prioritizing well-being, on the web at neijingnow.org. Naging Now is independent and entirely listener-supported. If you enjoyed the clip, please share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook and donate generously. Your support is essential to keeping Naging Now alive. <laughs>